1: Learn more at Marines.com
2: Hello Kool-Aids, welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Remy Dixon. In today's episode, we'll recap the Ryo game, get into a positive with FCB Femini, and look forward to the Betis game. But before
1: we get into those topics, a quick word from our sponsor, NordVPN. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you'd never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com slash barsa now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com slash barsa The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience.
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You repel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean ships, registry Bahamas. Mother's day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue Nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones. Blue Nile has something she'll adore need it fast. Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to Bluenile.com. That's Bluenile.com.
2: Wednesday afternoon, we took on the small but scrappy Rio, the Madrid club that's kind of always had our number, and we knew going there would be tough. It's a small, small stadium. Very different than what we are used to playing on, but they are a known entity to us. We know how they play, they press high, they come out attacking, and they are relentless. And it just felt like we didn't really match that intensity. Now, I completely understand intensity being a talking point in this game, but for me, it wasn't just the intensity. It wasn't just the, the look of lack of desire. I think there was something deeper to that. I think when we started the game, we started it pretty well. I mean, we didn't start looking as haggard and demoralized as we did midway through the second half. But Ryo started off strong. They got a goal early, and they just never really looked back. We saw a lot of the same issues that Barca has exhibited in many, many games in the last couple of weeks. We were slow. We were idealists. We were just down and out. And I mean, there were players trying. I'm not going to say that our players weren't giving it a proper go, but... You look at the game and you look at what happened and you you have to start asking your questions. Was it the tactics or was it the players that cost us that game? For anybody who doesn't know, we lost to Rio 2-1. They scored the first goal in the 19th minute and the second goal in the 53rd minute. And we had the consolation goal from Lewandowski in the 83rd minute. A positive there, he broke his goalless drought the longest in his career so far, which is good. But it wasn't enough and we couldn't pull it together to get that equalizer in the end. And Ryo deserved their win. It was a well played game from them. They played their game the only way they know how. They pressed high. Both their goals came off of turnovers. The second I felt was very unlucky for Frankie De Young. He tried to get it out of there and It just bounced, fortunately for Ryo. But fortune favors the bold. Fortune favors those who will go for it. And it doesn't feel like we really did that. To the question I asked earlier, is it the tactics or the players that cost us this game? You can look at it so many different ways. On one hand, these players were poor. The passes were poor. Balls really didn't get to where they were going. I feel like this is the most I've seen Barca just misplace passes all over the pitch. Nobody was getting a pass to the player that it was intended to get to. So, yes, the players had a very bad game. It was, again, all over. I, I think the only standout performance for me was ball day especially when he was switched to the right, which is really great to see that he can be both left and right whenever we need him to be, and he still has a good effect on the game. Towards the end there, he was driving the ball forward. He took a couple more touches than he should have in a couple of the runs that he went to and ended up losing the ball. But, you know, on a sharper day for him, those passes get off, and that run that he took from the defense into their midfield slash attacking midfield ends up being dangerous but that's basically one of the only positives of this game when you look at everybody else again poor all around balls being kicked out of bounds balls just going to the other team it was truly a bad performance there was such little movement up top I saw Very few instances where there were enough people running around up top to get a pass or to be open for a pass, especially when the defense had the ball. The amount of times we had to stop, pull it back, look up, look up, hold the ball, distribute it to somebody next to you because nobody was moving. Now, this could be because it's a smaller stadium. There isn't as much room as Barca is used to running around through, but that's also an excuse. I mean, we've played there before. We know what we're going to get from Rio. So is it the players who were poor or is it the tactics that were also very poor? We went to a team that we know high presses and did the exact same thing we do all the time. Our play is predictable. It has been ever since we lost Usman Mbele. Bele. It's, we, everybody knows what we're going to do. Everybody knows that Barca are going to try to build it out of the back very slowly. They're going to hold it. They're going to pass it. They're going to possess. They're going to pass, pass, pass. And they're going to look at runners making runs up top and not pass it to them. So as a defender, you don't even need to follow a runner. You really don't. You just need to wait till the ball eventually gets to that person with their back towards goal and they're just going to drop it back off and the danger goes. It's it's so predictable that it's not even it's not even funny. It feels like groundhog day over and over and over again. This game, Ryo presses high, we slowly move the ball. The few times that we were actually dangerous, if you go back and watch that game, the few times we were dangerous was when we were actually attacking quickly. When Frankie took the ball from defense and ran at them, got a pass off. Gavi, similar. Those were the only few times that we actually looked dangerous, that Ryo actually were confused as to what was going to happen. Every other time, they were set, they were ready, they contracted when they needed to, they expanded when they needed to, and that killed us. You watch the players, and a lot of people, as I said, talk about this desire Did the players want it? Ryo wanted it more. I don't think it's as easy as that. I think what happens when you play, I don't know how many of you have played before, I'm I'm assuming a lot of you have, but there is a lot to be said about knowing that what you're doing isn't going to work or isn't working in the moment, wanting a change, not getting that change, and having to play on knowing that you're not going to change anything. And it's not going to work. And you're going to lose this game. That is demoralizing. I recall a famous um, quote from, I think it was Iniesta or Xavi, apparently at the halftime of the Liverpool game where Liverpool came back and beat us with Enrique. I think somebody was moving towards the the tunnel after halftime. And they said to another player, if we keep playing like this, we're going to lose this game. And they lost that game. Because nothing changed. Similar situation here. If you keep doing the same thing. And this other team has gotten you pegged. And they know what you're going to do. And it's not working. To keep doing the same thing. will get demoralizing. And as a player. What's your incentive to run faster. To play harder. When you know that regardless of what you do. Nothing's going to change. So. I can't really fault the players for not wanting it more. I don't think it's a matter of desire when you're set up to fail. In this game, there's a strong part of me that feels like they were set up to fail. Yes, they didn't pass the ball well. However, if they were passing the ball better, we would have just had more passes, more completed passes. It wasn't that we were passing the ball with penetrating passes. This is another game where... Multiple times you see Ferran, Lewandowski, Rafinha pointing to a run they're going to make, making said run, no defender going with them, and the player on the ball, either a midfielder or defender, seeing that run, turning away from it to pass it to a player next to them, so the ball can just come back to them, then the ball goes back to that same player, and then it goes up. The funny thing about this game, not even really funny, but the times that we played the ball over the top or we played a fast ball going forward were always times that the ball wasn't on. You know, Ter played a couple. It would be when our players' back was to goal, they had players on them, and that ball was never going to work. But the times where a player was running... Pointed towards that run, the ball could have been played over the top, it was never played. And when you're playing a team against Ryo that's playing the high press, sometimes the best way to break that press is a ball over the top. Now, to be fair to them, smaller stadium, harder to make that pass, but this is FC Barcelona. What are we doing at practice? I found myself multiple times during this game going, are we still doing rondos? Like... Do we still move the ball quickly in small spaces? Is that still a thing that we do? Because it feels like we don't do that anymore. This should be the best passing team in the world with one of the best passing coaches. The thing that's really bothersome is I loved Xavi as a player for his vision and his passing. And I do not feel like he's brought that to this team. I don't understand it. So I'm watching a game where... I see openings, I see places where players can play the ball quicker, can put the ball over the top, and I can't imagine that those players don't see it, it's a small stadium, it's a small field, they saw those runs, but they don't make them, they don't make that pass, even in the second half, I can't imagine Xavi at halftime not saying, hey, that run is on, hit that ball over there, I would rather the ball go to Faran as he runs toward the corner flag. And he has to turn around and do something versus passing the ball to Kunde to the right of you that has to pass it back to you, Araujo. Or, you know, passing it to a Rafinha who had a run on a minute ago, but now had to check his run and had to come back. And now all he can do is really stand there and pass the ball right back. We do that so often. It's just... It's hard to comprehend. For me, I'm going to put the question out there, but I think the answer for me is I think it's tactics. I said that last week. I've been saying it. Th- this is not the worst group of players in the world. These players didn't just get assembled. This isn't Chelsea. We didn't just splash a bunch of money on players that have no idea who they are or what they do. These players have been playing together for basically a whole season. They play at FC Barcelona. They should be better. I cannot imagine that another manager, I don't know who, I'm not saying that we need to switch managers right now, but it's starting to feel like a different manager would possibly get more out of this team. I know, sacrilege. And I've said this before, I would give him probably another season, but these tactics are not innovative. Things aren't being done that are going to help us during games or seemingly before games. So is it the tactics or the player? You decide, but I'm starting to lean toward the tactics. Moving from that game to something a bit more positive. FCB Femini. If you haven't really been following, this team is phenomenal. They have been all season. They have been for the last two seasons. They're holding the European record for all five leagues of most won games in their league in a row. It has to be well past 55 at this point. I'm not quite sure the number, but it's an astonishing record. If you want to say, yes, Liga F is still growing. It's still becoming better. You're right. We are a team that invested in our women's club, and that investment has showed off. We have some of the best players. We've had the Ballon d'Or winner last couple of years. We have great players from all over on our squad. The rest of the league is catching up. So the test comes in when we play other Champions League teams in the Women's Champions League. There, we've been killing it as well. I mean... Watching the Roma game. Such a great game. The 5-1 second leg. This was against Chelsea. Chelsea is a great team. Chelsea beat the the former champions Lyon. In the round before this. First leg we played. We beat them 1-0. With a great strike from Graham Henson. The kind of strike that if you haven't seen it. I'd suggest you go look at it. But. This team is amazing, and we came to the comp now for the second leg against Chelsea yesterday. Look, I'm going to be honest. It wasn't their best game that they've played in a very long time, but Chelsea came out swinging, and we held them. We played defensively. We did what we had to do, and in the end, we got out of there with a 1-0 victory, taking us to our fourth final of the women's champions league we are establishing a dynasty that i'm just so excited to have been a part of you know i was there when they came and visited the u.s many many years ago and it was the first time a woman's team traveled on the same flight as the men's team we went and saw them in pasadena and met a couple of the players and it was just it was just lovely to see that Barca was investing so much I just saw them recently in Barcelona when we went on our North American Peñas tour and they were phenomenal so so great to see that their hard work and the investment that we've put in is paying off looking forward to a final it's going to be either FCB Femini versus Arsenal or Wolfsburg that's going to be a seriously fun game If you are not paying attention, if you have not been watching, get on it. They play quickly. They play intensely. They play with passion. They have players from all over, a Nigerian forward, Brazilian wingers, Spanish players left, right, and center, Norwegians, Danes, of course Spaniards. Alexi Pateas is coming back, our best player, was injured for a very long time, was on the bench for this game, didn't get to come in, but can imagine that she won't be playing in the next game? This team is, is phenomenal. Just seriously, you got to watch. It's it's If you're not watching, could not plug them more, and I think we all should be supporting, and we should all very much show up and show out however we can for the Champions League final. Just a quick note, they made $1.2 million for the club yesterday in their ticket sales for the cup now. Again, another great thing to see. There is a documentary on DAZN Sports, which is where a lot of their women's Champions League games play. On YouTube, you can find it called The Game That Changed Football, talking about the women's Champions League second leg against Real Madrid in 2018 where they sold out the comp now more than 92,000 people in that stadium to see a women's game. It was the most attended women's game of all time. Looking forward to more of those. I'm looking forward to a consistent level of attendance, attention paid to this league because it's important and we're the best. So you got to get on the bandwagon You're an FCB fan, you should be an FCB Femini fan. They're a really nice cure for Barca hangovers. On to the weekend. We play Betis Saturday morning for those on the west coast of the U.S. Saturday evening for most others. And we have some notable returnees to the squad. Usman Dembele and Andres Christensen are back. Sergio Busquets is also back and available after his suspension, but that's, you know, you know how I feel about that. The only person that's injured or out right now is Sergio Roberto, which, again, you know how I feel about that. So it will be extremely interesting to see the team Xavi picks. Xavi was waxing poetic about Usman Dembele and how when he's fit, he's the best. As much as I love Dembele, I... Do agree with Xavi on this one, but I'm really not sure how I feel about what we might see against Betis, which would be a situation where Xavi picks a defensive team, tells the team to play defensively, but gets the ball to Dembele, and Dembele makes things happen. That's if he plays however long he plays. Of course, there's going to be rust. We'll see what happens. But what I can predict happening would be that. That we come out, we play the way we've been playing. But Dembele actually gets passes off, actually creates things for Lewandowski. And we end up winning that game and it looks like old Barca. And the reason is because Xavi's game plan is to get it to a player that's going to do something. And that player is Dembele. For this team, now I'm not saying I can predict the future. I do not know what's going to happen, but as I discussed last week, I feel like we set up defensively, hope to get the ball to a pacey winger that will then turn and do something. We do not pass it to people running into space. Even prior, we were never passing it to Dembele's feet running into space. We got it to his feet. With his back turn, he turned and did something with it. It will be really interesting to see the difference one player makes, again, if he plays. I think that if that is the case, if Dembele comes in and is that big of a difference maker, I really think we have to end the debate of, is it tactics or is it players? Because you're not going to be able to tell me that a team like FC Barcelona should be so dependent on one player. As we were in the past. You know, you'd think we've moved forward from that. But all that to say, Dembele is back. Christensen is back. again. will he play a full 90? And will that get our defense back to where it was? I would like to assume so. I can't imagine that his absence has not been deeply missed. But... To be fair, it hasn't been that we've had a bunch of goals scored on us because he hasn't been there. We've been less solid defensively, but we haven't been so egregiously bad defensively that his absence has been what's kept us from winning games. I mean, what's kept us from winning games is scoring goals. So it'll be good to have him back, but I don't know if that's going to be the biggest difference maker. We'll see if Xavi puts Busquets right back to the midfield. Having Gavi, Pedri, De Jong, and Busquets available. We'll see if he goes with his 4-4-2. With Dembele and Lewandowski up top. Or if he switches into that midway through the game. It's just going to be a very interesting game. This game is full of questions. Betis is not a bad side, so... It's going to be a situation where we really get to test this team and where we're at when we have our squad available. Again, is he going to rush them in? Is he going to let them play full 90s? Most likely not. But how he lines them up, who he brings in off subs, that's going to be the interesting thing. Will he bring them off the bench as difference makers? Does Rafinha deserve a start? (laughs) Does anybody deserve a start on that uh, attacking line? Who knows? But I'm looking forward to seeing a Lewandowski with more opportunities created for him. It'll be interesting to see if he is back at his best and firing on all cylinders. I mean, there were opportunities in the Ryo game early that he did not do enough with and that's been the case for many games recently so it'll be interesting to see the difference that a player like Dembele makes to our attacking position hopefully the game is more exciting than the Ryo game hopefully we are back to our brilliant best and this roller coaster speeds up I was thinking about this before I made this recording and I feel like our title challenge feels like an old roller coaster that is slowly taking its way towards the end of the ride we're up and down left and right but it's not exciting it's not moving quickly it's just getting there so hopefully it picks up a little speed hopefully this is becomes more of an exciting ride and we have more fun things to talk about moving forward but I'm going to leave that question with you. Tactics or players? That's all for the show today. Thank you all for listening. Looking forward to another game with this team. Forza Barca, as always.